Let's begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, We thank you for the faith that you have given to us. Uh, Bless us in this enduring faith. And Lord, grant us uh, protection uh, in the midst of all the dangers uh, to not shrink back, but rather uh, to trust and and to grow and and to rejoice in what you have given to us in your death and resurrection. Lord, bless us this day in your word. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, kicking in. I know we're uh, already 52 or 56. 53. We did start church on time today. We did. I like that. Anyways, we're going to do that now. Verse 36. Verse 36. If so, could read that. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will, be, you will receive what he has promised. All right. So uh, for you have the need, uh, you say persevere or endure so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. Now, again, um, I think if we look at this text isolated uh, by itself, we could easily take that out of context in a way of what does it mean to do the will of God? And that will be seen in the next two verses there. But before we get to that, uh, you know, when we talk about um, enduring, um, what, does that, what does that look like? Uh, you have need of endurance or perseverance. What does that look like for us Christians as uh, the writer is encouraging the Hebrews? Endurance. Stay strong. Enduring, staying strong. Okay, anyone else? Glenn wrote, uh, not wrote. <laughs> St. Glenn's Gospel. Anyways. <laughs> Does that have a good ring to it, Glenn? <laughs> and uh, if I said that in church, um, kick me out. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, persevere. Uh, endure. Does that mean that, when, when we talk about endurance, does that mean that life is... There's going to be hardship. Hardships. Endure means inherently there are, oh, pink, hardships, right? Not just life is peachy, right? That there is uh, hardships. So when we talk about hardships, perseverance, and, and having strength, how do we endure? How do we endure? That's the key here. Uh, in our stations of life, uh, in our life of faith, how do we endure? Uh, anyone, before we talk about this, anyone have any idea about what that is? Why is staying in the Word? Well, that's where your strength comes from. Because Be- of the truth that's found there. Yes, and that truth is? Jesus. So, you know, like for the little kids this morning, uh, vitamin C, um, yeah, we do need it. Uh, and we need Jesus, of course. <laughs> That's right. Vitamin C, Jesus. This is the nutrition to which we have, and that is the word of Christ and what he has given to us to endure by the life-giving word, right? Um, okay, so, so here we... We just need a spotlight and the, and the applause. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, but, but here we see that, um, I know uh, in our handout here, enduring is not without what? Anticipation, right? Why do you endure? Because something is waiting for you. 
If there is nothing waiting, what is there to endure for? You know, a lot of people in this world say what about death? What do they say about death? That's it. That's it. It's done, right? Uh, so their anticipation is simply this temporal life. For us, how are we shaped by the resurrection of our Lord in, in the one true faith? How does that shape our anticipation? What does that look like in terms of the last day and enduring? It's far more positive. We have something better. Yeah. We don't fear death. Because of the eternal promise, right? And that's the key to enduring is that even if I die, death has lost its sting. That right now, the present possession of who I am in this one true faith is the enduring in God's word. That word is Jesus. And that word is uh, that I will return. And on that last day, like a twinkle of an eye, there uh, the new heavens and the earth will be. Right. And this is the eternal promise that you are uh, praising the Lord as a lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, but also uh, who gives you eternal life in his name as his child. Right. That is why we endure because the word Jesus is our faith, right? Um, yes, uh, it says right here, anticipation's object is the Lord and his word. God is faithful and through all things. For the Hebrews, including persecution, they are to fight on. I, I say fight on because um, uh, I know this is one of our shut-ins favorite words. I know Richard, uh, Dave Malding's dad, he loves the SC Trojans, right? He loves USC. So he's like, oh, fight on, faster. And he just turned 90, 98 this week on the 26th. Yes, not 99. I think 98. But uh, no, 98 for sure. But uh, he always says, yeah, fight on, pastor. We, we continue, right? And uh, that fighting on is, is again, that that life of perseverance, knowing what is, what is waiting for us, right? Do we have the promise right now? Yes, yes right? That fulfillment, the, the completion of that will be on the last day. But we're enduring because we are anticipating in this one true faith what is to come, right? So that object of anticipation is very important in, in terms of how we are shaped and how we proceed. Now, this is what the writer is showing them because he knows the, the obvious dangers that are at hand. I know I was uh, talking to Luis about this during our uh, instruction uh, last week, and it was really, it's one of those, it was just really great to kind of go over it for myself, but f- with him, about just the, the, danger, the dangers of what is at hand in the midst of this one true faith, because they're real, Right? And this is what the, the writer is really showing us. If someone could read uh, 37 and 38. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. All right. So, so yet a little while, and this is from the Old Testament. Uh, and the coming one will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith. That's a very... A uh, common one from Habakkuk. Uh, but my righteous one, right? those are the faith, right? Uh, they will live by faith. Faith in what? In the promises of God. And how is that given? By the very word that you hear and receive and feed upon, right? Uh, because what is the danger right there? Is to, S word, shrink, right? Shrink. 
what do we shrink to? To old ways, right? And that is the, the tension that we face in our Christian life. Um, that in this enduring, what happens as we live out the time of our life? What, what happens to the, uh, what's the possible dangers that are at hand um, as we live our life of the faith? Yeah, good, good. Um, anyone else about this? The possible dangers uh, in the midst of our life of faith as we persevere? Coming to the doubts. That's right. Depressed in the challenges. That's right. That's right. Um, that's easy to do because <clears throat> excuse me, so many people live in the present and only in the present. If you really get right down to it, we live in the future of the promise yet to come. It's the resurrection. We're not at this time. Yeah, we're like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> right? Are we like Michael J. Fox? <laughs> Hoverboard, I'm still waiting for that, right? <laughs> Hoverboard. <laughs> but we're, 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 we're living now, but we're waiting for the not yet, but we already know what that future holds. You know, that that greatly shapes how we live our life and how we endure. Very important. Now, what are the dangers? Uh, what do we pray in the Lord's Prayer? Lead us. And when we pray that, what should, what should uh, flag up in your heart and mind? What should be the uh, kind of the siren or the alert? Uh, is that there is temptation that is at hand given by the world, the flesh, and the devil. Right. Do, do we forget that sometimes? Do you forget the spiritual battle that is at hand at times where you're like, oh, I don't need armor. I'm good. You know, I, I'm, I could go out there and I'm fine. Everything looks good. Uh, all the pieces are in place. And I, there is no danger as I walk in this life of faith. Do we, do we kind of put down the, uh, what's the word? We put that. Yeah, we put down. Is it put down the guard? <laughs> Let down the guard. My idioms, anyways. Uh, uh, to let down, do we let down our guard a, a lot of times? We get comfortable. Very quickly. Yeah. So enduring becomes, in the midst of suffering, let's say, especially, it's uh, actually not even suffering. Uh, in complacency or when everything is going good or comfortable, that's when we just say, you know, we, we, we go on the proverbial sandy beach and sit there and relax, right? And <laughs> see the blue water. <laughs> Uh, and, and this is the great temptation. So when we talk about shrinking back, it's very easy, right? And what, what is the cause, or what is the, what is the cause of shrinking back, you think? What are one of the main things that causes us to shrink back? Satan, Satan sin, right? Our nature, right? How, how easy is that? We look at it in the Hebrew Christians. They believed, they received this very word, but now the writer saying, don't treat Brack or else he will have no pleasure in you, right? He, he will not see you as you will have that judgment. But, I mean, do we see this, right? 
That's why it's so important to not just rest upon, I already know my faith, I already know the Bible, right? I know these things, so life is good. Um, and you might ask someone, well, when's the last time you heard the word or studied the word? Oh, it's been forever, but I know God and it's all good. Now, honestly, um, when we see what is really happening here, uh, this is where uh, we very well know how easy it is to shrink um, from the word of God and how that path uh, can get us to destruction, right? I know for the kids here at church, um, we're starting this thing up. And um, I just, lately I've been thinking about how our church can be a place where uh, even our kids can learn and even adults in themselves uh, really see our church as a place of, of theological education. I think that's a big thing. Um, and our kids are the most, I was going to say important, they are very important uh, to our church. I see our kids, all the kids at church, they need this word as they step into the world because they need to know how to endure, right? And it's all by the faith given by the word. And this is the key because we know no one is immune, friends, right? No one is immune. The wind? Okay, good, good. (laughs) No one is immune to shrinking away from God's word. Do Do you see that? Right? Um, yes? I have to say, I, I think now, in these times, we are being so bombarded with things that are so wrong, and yet we are... Um, if we dare to say what we feel and to stand up for the truth, because you're going to be just Yeah, I mean, you know, when we talk about standing up, and again, you know, I always hear it from people saying, um, you know, oh, I, I can't imagine having kids in this life, in this generation. And, uh, and I always tell people, well, you know, as long as we equip them, all will be well. And I think that equipping is very important in light of the tension of shrinking, is equipping them in the faith and that's why we study. That's why we're here. Because there we stand by the truth of Christ. And uh, there we stand boldly, knowing that uh, nothing can tear us away from God and his word. And that is the call to endurance. Anticipation's object is not you, but it is Christ, just as it is for your faith. And that's what we're going to get to in chapter 11. But uh, anyways, uh, verse 39. Verse 39. All right, if someone could read Romans 8 right there on your handout. For in this hope we are saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. All right. 
right? Our faith, blessed are those who, who do not see yet believe. We heard that last week, right? It's the same thing here. It's those who hope and do not see but yet still hope. This is how we wait in patience because we know it will happen, right? When you know something will happen, Don, why are you smiling? What is he going to say, right? Uh, is, is it... Is it <laughs> Is it, is it different than wondering what's going to happen? If you know, again, you know, in the midst of all things, and, and I know this life is, can, can be filled with so many different struggles, uh, when you know what is to happen next, um, how comforting is that in the midst of all the things that you may face? Well, I don't know. It depends on what I know is happening next. It's a good thing. <laughs> well, in a sense of it depends on what I know, what will happen next, and again, when we talk about our faith, you know, our time here in this life is short. Don't want to be a downer for you, but life is short, right? It, it's very short, but we know what is to happen next. That's why when we hear the word, it's always Jesus, and it, it's always the one who has died and rose for us, right? This is, this is what we're waiting for, right? Um, and that's the life of a Christian, um, is, is persevering in the faith, um, I know it's tough. It's tough. Very difficult at times. But here we go back to the word, and there we rest upon his eternal promise of Christ. Right? That's the enduring quality of our faith, is that it's Jesus. Right? It's all Jesus, and I can't emphasize that enough, as we all do all the time here at Faith. But uh, this is very important. Anyways, uh, but we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed. Again, uh, reverting back to what we talked about last week about, or two weeks ago about sinning deliberately, right? How, how easy it is to shrink to that very nature um, and uh, to just sin um, as if we're departed from the faith. Uh, but those that have faith preserve their souls. Again, how does faith preserve us? Now, I give you the quote there that we say every Sunday at the altar. The body and blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, bless and preserve you in the one true faith for life everlasting. When do I say that to you? Yes, at the Lord's Supper, right? So when you feed upon his word, there you're preserved. Like, I was in my sermon, I was going to bring up preservatives like potassium bromate and sodium nitrate. When I'm going to the store, I see ham. I'm like, no, I can't do that. I'm like, but all my life, I think I ate that. I don't know why it's different now. But, you know, they say you can't eat hot dogs or sodium nitrate. That's, or sodium, no sodium nitrate in the, the hot You're like, oh, great, I can eat it, but it's probably still. Oh, no, that's not good. Anyways, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but again, you know, what we, talk, what we talk about, I don't know why I brought that up, but oh, pre- preservatives, right? Uh, what preserves us is, is the word of Christ, you know? And that's why we come to church and hear God's word. And that's why you're here now studying the Bible, because this is our preservation. It is, it is eternal. Um, and that is, that is the word and sacrament, right? So very important when we talk about not only knowing the anticipation, but also seeing the battle for what it is. Like, what is it? We don't bring a, to a gunfight? We don't bring a knife to a gunfight, right? Like, if you don't know the battle and you bring a knife to a gunfight, Glenn, 
me and you were on the same team and we're like, oh, we're in the wrong fight, <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> I don't think we'd have time to even talk about that. <laughs> But when we, when we see the battle that is in our midst, what is the only armor to which we flee? And that is Christ, right? If we depart any bit of, from Christ, then at the end of the day when we endure and we're focusing on all these different things, we're not really going to endure. We're not anticipating and we're not resting upon the eternal promises of God. That is why in this perseverance of faith, in this pilgrimage, there we rest upon uh, the word of the gospel. And this is... This is, very, this is the key uh, to our life of faith. So, uh, anyways, uh, verse, uh, chapter 11 now, verse 1, if someone could read that, and this is the definition of faith, someone could... Now, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. All right. Um, okay, so, uh, before the season started... Uh, I could have said, the angels are going to do really good this year. Baseball. Uh, But I would be a little queasy saying that. Like, oh, are they? And now they're 14 and 7. And now I'm like, oh, they're good. Right? (laughs) Right? But it it took that. It took that to make me say that. Right? I mean, if you saw the angels the last couple of years, it was like a, it's back to the early 90s. It's a dark time, right? Uh, but, uh, but they're back, right? And hopefully they, they continue. But when we talk about faith, I mean, when we know what our faith is in the assurance of things hoped for, what is, what is our hope? Christ. Uh, how do people use the word hope? I hope I have a good week. Is it certain? No. If all things come together, right? And this hope of the assurance, right? The assurance. And that anticipation right here is seen um, as, we, as we rest upon the object of our anticipation, the object of our hope, which is Jesus Christ. And this is where our faith clings. You know... Uh, you know, the kids at church, uh, uh, during communion, you know, we give them the words uh, of blessing, right? And every time they hear that, of course, you know, I always tell the kids, especially my own kids, like, oh, you're so blessed. You get to hear these words all the time. What a great joy that is, right? But here, as they hear these words, what's happening? They're being rooted and rooted in this faith. Where they, they of course, will say at the end of the day, of course I'm forgiven, it's Jesus, right? What else is there, right? Because that's assurance. That's hope. It, it is what he has done through the very word of God. And that's where our faith is created. Can anyone tell me what the Bible says about faith and hearing? Where does that come from? Romans what? Anyone? Gold star for you. 10. DSCC at there, right? 1017. Romans 1017. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of Christ. And here we see that picture of, of faith being uh, rooted in us as we wait for the hope that is of the great assurance of what Jesus has done for us. And this is what faith is, friends. Um, 
It's Jesus. Remember that. Faith is Christ. Uh, In your notes, faith is trust in someone or something. So when you talk about faith, what is the great arch enemy of the faith? What is, what is the great arch enemy of the faith? Doubt. Doubt. Uh, what else? Fear. Fear. Disbelief. Disbelief. All rooted from S- Satan and sin, right? <clears throat> but also, when you look in the mirror, who do you have your ultimate faith in? Honestly, let's be truthful here. Always ourselves. All, always ourselves, right, Rob? Thank you for being honest. Not even sometimes, right? Always ourselves. It's so true. I mean, at the end of the day, when, when push comes to shove and when we find that trust, where do we flee? If we see the dangers clearly for what they are, we, so quickly we, we go inward, right? I mean, we, we grab hold of what we know in what we see and believe rather than in the unseen in the hope of Christ. And where is that always illumined to us? By the word. See, without the word, what happens? Of course, all hands on deck, and we're going to try to get through this perfect storm by our own efforts, when in fact... One, one thing that comes to mind at this point is Ephesians chapter 6, the armor of God. Yeah. Every component of the armor of God is a gift from God. He, he, gives, us, he gives us with um, righteous, the correct way of righteousness. He gives us with the helmet, helmet of salvation the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. He gives us the uh, sandals. Uh, if you want to use the word, the sandals of salvation and, uh, and the belt of truth. All, all the components that make up the, the armor of God, the um, allegories of the, um, of what um, the Christian life is, the life of faith. Every, every single one of those is Direct gift from God. It's not something we earn. We don't earn our own um, righteousness. We wear the righteousness of Christ as our um, breastplate of righteousness. Yeah, and that's, that's our hope, right? So, you know, our hope is not <clears throat> a hunch or a gut feeling. Our hope is in the objective truth of God and his promises, right? Our hope is in Jesus Christ alone. Now, again, um, <clears throat> When we talk about conviction, conviction, uh, you know, uh, conviction is always based on what? A lot of times conviction is based on evidence, right? Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Evidence? Mm-hmm. We hope, right? Uh, <laughs> that's, I get that. <laughs> I was a little slow today to get what you said. But that's right. <laughs> we hope, right? Uh, but conviction, right? You, you convict uh, I guess, you know, me and, me and 48 Hours and Dateline are like, you know, I like those shows. Uh, but uh, that's right, that's right. Uh, but there's always this conviction, but this conviction is based on evidence. And I think for us, when we talk about our evidence, it is what? It is the God-breathed word in Holy Scripture, right? And that's why we take heed to God's word, feed my sheep, because we give them the words of Scripture, of the gospel, of what God has given to us in his promises, right? This is our assurance, friends. Um, so, so here we see uh, our faith rests upon the invisible. Right? We weren't there at the death and resurrection of Jesus, right? Uh, but rather we trust 
in the word that was given to us in this life of faith. Um, and, and that is our gift from God. This is our faith. And this is the word that we need to hear time and time again. Um, Marjorie, yes? I was just going to say that I think one thing that's important to realize is that those who don't believe in Christ will take the approach of hope. I hope I'm going to go to heaven. I hope I'm... And they're interpretation of the word hope is completely different from ours. Ours is more the hope, i.e. expectation. Yeah. We expect, which is one of the other, I had to look it up and make sure that's right. <laughs> and that's one of the other words that can be used for hope. We expect that these things are going to happen because Christ promised them to us. I think it also comes down, as you're saying, to confidence. Mm -hmm. I mean, do we really have confidence in ourselves? Do we really have confidence in the world? What do you have confidence in? The word of Christ. I mean, it, it, coming from a corporate world, you can break it down to an acronym. They break everything down. <laughs> confidence in Christ. That's right. That's right. I, I, I think the other Glenn would say, the other Glenn would say, The other Glenn would say, sounds good, but I have confidence in myself. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we all agree with, with right Glenn, but we also agree with the other Glenn, too, in our sinful nature. Yeah, I it's, think it's a matter of perspective, though. If I don't believe in Christ, that's I, I, have, I have no confidence in anything that's going to happen after I die. Right. Sure. Right? Sure. But and, my confidence in Christ says I have everything to hope for. That's right. That's right. And, and that's why this life isn't everything to us. It's what is to come. That is our anticipation, right? Um, and that's our goal, especially for my own kids. That's all like, I mean, their academics are important, according to my wife, very important. <laughs> but my goal in life is for them to say, Jesus, that's my faith, all the time, right? And, and this is our prayer. So, uh, and that's for everyone at church, too, of course, is to keep on in this faith and the right faith. Not a, not a twisted or diluted or works righteous faith where God says, here's a ladder, Glenn, climb it, and I'll see you there if you make it, right? It's no, it's he actually came down to us. And it's very subtle, friends, trust me, trust me. Even a lot of Christians will say, well, I've been a good person, or I've been to church all my life. Well, what does that, what does that really mean, right? It's because your faith was sustained by the words of the gospel, Lord willing, right? And this is the picture of the faith. So, again, faith is in the assurance. What is sure? Right? Not even Dave. <laughs> That's right. Not even Dave can be sure of himself. Or Jeff. And even Don, right? Uh, even Don. Even done. Anyways, so here we see, uh, by it, the people of old received their commendation. Now, now, why is this so important? Because the Hebrew Christians, what did they trust in the, in the Old Testament way? And, and, and here we see, even the old was looking forward to what is to come in, in the advent of Christ. That is, um, in the Word made flesh. Now, we, in this time and space, are looking forward to return. the return. Right? But same anticipation, right? Same surety, right? It, it, it is in his word and his promises. And that's where our eyes are keeping on. Because trust me, uh, Tina and, and Mary and, and Patrick and even my wife know how easy it is to, uh, to get our eyes going in a different way. Um, and that's why uh, this word is so important.
Not a day goes by that we don't need to God's word. We need it all the time because we know uh, what we are facing, but yet we have the victory, right? Lead us not into temptation, but do what? Deliver us from evil, right? Because he does that, actually, right? By his promises, his death and resurrection, um, and he returns us, gives us a blessed end. Anyways, so uh, Luther right here, uh, good stuff. Um, yeah, one of the noblest and most precious virtues of faith is to close one's eyes to this. Um, ingeniously to desist from, or ingenuously, is it ingenuously? I might have to type that wrong. To desist from exploring the why and the wherefore and cheerfully to leaving everything to God. Faith does not insist on knowing the reason for God's actions, but it still regards God as the greatest goodness and mercy. Faith holds to that against and beyond all reason, sense, and experience when everything appears to be wrath and injustice. Faith holds to that against and beyond all reason, sense, and experience. Why is that? Why did I put that down there, you think? How, do you see that tension in your life? How we can muddle that up? I, I think we all do, right? Like, well, based on my experience or based on my feelings, right? Uh, this is where my faith is today rather than my faith is always the same because that faith is outside of myself. That faith isn't internal, but rather it is outside coming to me through the word that is the gospel, Right? Also, the only uh, evidence we have of uh, Christ is uh, the resurrection. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's the uniqueness of, of Christ, often, right? I've been uh, talking to people who are uh, Pentecostals or former Pentecostals, the charismatic, Christianity, um, and the discussion often goes like this: um, How do I know that I have the Holy Spirit if I don't speak in tongues? I say, can you believe that 2,000 years ago that a, uh, that a man uh, under his own power was raised from, from the dead? That's right. That's right. And, and if you have the ability to, to believe that, uh, that that's the Holy Spirit that, that's uh, giving you the premises, the uh, roots of faith. So if you have the ability to believe as a, as a human being, you have... Uh, you do have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah, you know, and, and this is, that's why it's so important to understand what faith really is, because it can, it can take on many colors, but yet at the end of the day, there is no assurance in that. Faith, there's always faith in something, right? Like, because faith is trust. What do you trust in? I, I can have the greatest faith in my idols, but what, where does that get me? I mean, it looks sweet in the moment, Right? But what I don't see in the big picture is this is giving me the great decay of my soul. Do we ever say that in front of our idols? Do we say, this is decaying my soul? No, we say, oh, bring on the sugar, right? I want my root canal. I want my implant. I want my dentures. Yeah, I want them. I want them all, right? Uh, No, we say, no, we can't do that. That's dangerous, right? You know, this is the decay of our spiritual nature. It's it's this whole temptation and this life of faith. This is what it's all about. This is what's sure. This is what's eternal. And it's Christ and his lavish riches of his grace. And this is what faith is. So very important that we know what faith is because there's a lot of faiths out there. 
Are, there, are they all true? Not so much, right? Uh, but when our truest faith is Christ, remember, that faith is explained by what he has done and what he has done for you, right? So when someone asks, how are you doing or how is your faith, you will always say, it's wonderful. Why? Because your faith is outside of yourself, done for and worked on or delivered to you by the body and blood of Jesus, right? Um, now, uh, when our faith is in other things, of course, roller coaster, right? Um, I don't know. What does that faith look like, right? But here in our faith, uh, as we have our assurance in what is hoped for, it is well, um, even in the midst of suffering and even in, in those times of suffering and darkness and, and all those things. So, um, again, uh, yes, uh, why don't we uh, go through one more here? Uh, Verse 3. Someone could read that. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command, so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. Yeah. Right, so created out of nothing, and that's our faith. How radical is that? I mean, speaking of uh, what Janice was saying earlier about the world, and, uh, and even when, you're, uh, let's say, uh, when your kids go to the school or the university, they might hear a lot of different things about how the world was created. But, again, um, as we teach them the word of God, uh, there they know how to filter and decipher what is true and what is of the world, right? And, and here by faith, we, we believe that what the Lord created everything out of nothing. Why is that so important? Did God just say, oh, some Play-Doh, let's make something? Is that what he said? No, he, by his word. That's right. <laughs> That's a good one. That's right. He did, right? And, and therefore, we, we trust in his creative power, right? Uh, rather than theorizing and wondering, well, based on my own human sense, my reason, my logic, that just can't happen. It, it must happen the, uh, another way. Or when God said, let there be, it can't happen that way. It must be somehow a different way if this happened. And again, this is where our faith trusts in the Almighty God and what he has done for us, right? And, and this is the picture of our faith. So very important when it comes to the creation of the world, um, how, again, um, the world is saying otherwise, isn't it? You see it on the news. You see it at... Uh, your kids might say something about it uh, in passing uh, from what they learned at school. But this is, uh, you just tell them, you know, this is definitely good to reference, but yet at the same time, our true assured word is the faith that God did indeed create everything out of nothing. And that shows everything about our faith, right? So um, anyways, um, faith. Yeah, in the midst of all the noise, right, of our lives as we endure, faith in Christ stands forever. And uh, this is so important as we walk in the midst of shrinking. Because it's there, friends. Um, And how is your faith rooted? By the very word of God that you hear, receive, and feed upon. And that's Jesus. Right? So um, when that word is something different, when that word is something false, what's the danger? If we're learning something false about God's word... What is the danger of that? Our own soul is at risk, right? Do you, do you believe that? 
Oh, pastor, you know, it's, what's the big deal? We all believe in God. What's the big deal about true words or false words? Or, you know, why are you so into that? Because when that falls apart, we're going to start worshiping a different God. And when that happens, it can be of great risk to us for our salvation. So remember that this day. Your faith, what it is, is very important. Um, and, and this is where we study and learn it. It's so, a very difficult conversation to have with a Muslim. I mean, with anyone. With anyone, right? A lot of times they, they like to equate all of it with um, Yahweh. So if you're trying to have a uh, civil conversation with somebody and not uh, just completely offend them and uh, have them blow up their... Have them blow up their yeah, I mean, trust me, so it is with the world and Bill Nye himself. Anyways, yes. I just had two things I was going to say real quickly. Um, when I'm saying the Lord's Prayer and I get to that part of um, lead us not into temptation, I always, in my mind, think of almost replacing the word lead us not with protect us from all the temptations of this world, the physical, spiritual, the mental, because that's really where we what we need. And then the other thing I was going to say is that when you say, when somebody says to you, how are you? Here we say, just fine, you know, or whatever. And in the South, especially among um, the African Americans, it is so common when you ask them how they're doing for them to say, I'm blessed. And when I hear that, it's like, I just go, yeah. <laughs> and I think that it would really be great if we would start thinking of that as our response as opposed to, oh, I'm fine, because we are blessed. Yeah, I think uh, when people say, I am good or I am blessed, again, it all goes back to our understanding of, mm-hmm. sometimes people say they're blessed because... They won the lottery, or I'm not saying that's an example, but some people are blessed because we have all the pieces together, right? And when the pieces aren't there, it, a lot of times it's, it's not going so good, or I'm not so blessed, right? But again, that's, that's the key of that blessing, and that goodness is rooted back in this faith and what that truly is, right? Very important, and that's Christ. Anyways, uh, the kids are um, tearing down the trees. So <laughs> why don't we... Uh, why don't we they're not tearing down the trees. Sounds like Let's... Marjorie's been listening to the book on the Lord's Prayer. <laughs> All right, let us... He wants to take out on... It's not into temptation from the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yeah, yeah. That... yeah. That's what the Pope wants to do. All right. That's for another day. Let's pray. Why don't we pray? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for your word this morning. Lord, we know that in the midst of all things, Lord, grant us perseverance and endurance in this one true faith. Lord, lead us by your spirit in your very word and, and grant us true peace uh, in the word work of Christ. Bless us this week. Uh, lead us, O oh Lord, always under your name and uh, may this word go well with us. Uh, we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmorepark.com.